0: Welcome to the Full Spectrum Cycling
1: podcast, podcast
0: thing that we do here. From time to time. This is show number 219 that we're going to do today. 219. And I don't know what we're going to talk about because I don't have my thing up. <laughs> Let's get this going here. We'll we'll start the show off right. There we go. Uh first things first. Mike not co-host Mike, but Mike from Zuzu Pedals huh? passed away. What? Yeah. Come on, how old? I, Young. I don't know exactly. I'm going to say early fifties, late forties. I don't know. Uh, he was a great guy. We rode with him a lot up there in Port Washington. Yeah. And um, just wanted to say Pour one out. Yeah, Mike. And I miss you, brother. Cheers. Um yeah, he worked at Zuzu for many years. Uh he painted the lower floor of my house inside my house after he was done doing the bike thing. Mm. And I just I guess it was a week ago now, Well, I don't know when it was exactly, but I learned of it this past weekend, which was a super busy weekend.
2: Yeah, it's an understatement.
0: Um but yeah, man. Sorry, Mike. I wish you were still around. It was good riding with you and uh hanging with you. And hanging with you because he was a, an awesome drummer, too. He was in a bunch of different bands as a drummer. So, anyway, maybe we'll get more details coming up. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because
0: uh, we were actually up in port this weekend doing some riding on the beach. And that Dave tried to get a hold of him and uh, couldn't. And then we kind of learned of it. So, uh, but the port ride was pretty decent. We. I think we made it around three miles north on the north beach, so like a six-mile round trip, and then another couple to the south. So the beach is coming back. It was an east wind, so it was pushing in pretty good. The waves were a little active, um, especially on Sunday. And then we did the sunrise thing on Monday morning, stayed nice. overnight up there in port. And, awesome. And did some – they – that town closes up pretty good on, <laughs> on uh, Sunday nights. <laughs> we did get to go to Schooner's Pub for dinner. What are you making? What are you clicking over there? I'm clicking. I'm Tony, making. Tony's repairing uh, batteries as we're doing the show here, which is got this crimper uh, and I this. have
2: to multitask because I got lots to do. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. So good that. And then we went to Sir James, which they claim 850 minimum. number of uh, beers beers, yeah yeah they've not all of i mean they're certainly not all on tap but a good conversation with the guy who owns the joint and my question was like how long does beer last in a bottle you know it's like are you selling that many of them because kind of don't think they're selling that many but Mm -hmm. um i guess some of the uh some of the ones with more alcohol will last longer, up to 10 years, apparently. Wow. In a bottle? Yeah, like a double, you know. As the, long as it's
2: protected properly? One that's getting
0: closer to that, you know, 12% kind of range, kind of the wine range. Crikey. And, uh, and they do, apparently, the flavor profile changes as they age, which... Um, would be expected. I think most of my beers are less than a couple of weeks old. <laughs> you know, a couple of weeks? I'm lucky if I see days. Some of them are a couple of days old. No, I mean, since they were brewed, you know. But, uh, hey, I you know, so it was Chewy, Shannon, Luns, me, and somebody else probably. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so the port beach is rideable again. That's what the bottom line of this is. and uh, Damn exciting. That was after we did the Saturday thing, the Bob Mould show <sighs> at the WMSC listener party at Humboldt Park.
2: Which I would like to um, just state that, I had that lakefront beer. The I can't remember the name of it, but it had like the guava and stuff in it. Yeah, and at first I thought Man, that's going to be a terrible beer. That's a pretty fine beer.
0: It was a better beer after I had a few sips of it and kind of got used to it. Mm-hmm. And when you come off a different flavor beer, it's kind of weird right off the bat. But agreed. I forget what it was called too. It has agave in it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a, a thing that was, and it was also refreshing, kind of crispy. Yeah. It's was a good day. Uh, the Bob Mould show itself was badass. Fucking killer. Uh, he just
2: destroyed it.
0: Yeah, I think everybody that was there was suitably impressed. Somehow we missed getting him cornered to sign our Husker Du Tigers. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how that would have worked. I, I did get a picture of the set list, though, that somebody somehow grabbed off the stage or was gifted.
2: I saw that gentleman walking around very happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was uh, that was Saturday. Uh, going backwards in time. Lost my keys. Oh yeah, did you ever find them? Mm-hmm. No. Huh. You locked your bike up at Monica's. I know that.
2: I did not. I faked it. Oh. I used the Velcro on the waist. That's what made me remember it. I'm like, ah, oh, that's right.
0: So I called Newport, and I didn't find him. And so the, you you used your hip lock as a fake lock. fake hip fake fake hip lock. Um. Yeah, so that was Saturday. Going backwards in time, Friday, a uh, band from Denver was playing at Bremen and then El Rongo after them. This band, Burning Sister, I, they were good. I, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, I, it, like, I don't know if anybody knows El Rongo, but it's a two-piece, and Jeff plays a very cool stereo setup and makes a lot of racket with looping and stuff, and the Burning Sister, the main guy's a bass player at least from what I was hearing, because he sure did a lot of cool stuff with the bass, which is not just doing the rhythm thing. So I guess if you're in Denver, you can probably check them out. I don't know where else they're touring, but they'd be worth looking at or listening to in this case. We had some stuff that we didn't get to last week.
2: The The, the one that I remember is this new company. I don't know how new they are, but I think they're new just because of e-bikes in their, Goofy inserts that are weird. That's all I'm going to say. Is this U-
0: the, the Utopia one? Yeah,
2: not the. No, I don't care about the Utopia bike. That's stupid. That's all <laughs> marketing. Um, the, although I will say, Utopia has come out with a new normal-looking bike, which might actually, I don't know, be okay uh, with a seat post and real things like real bikes. No, the the. Red tube liners that are, like, super foamy, and they show someone, like, sawing through the tire.
0: Oh, the Tannis. Uh, tannis, that's tannis, what it is, yeah. Tire, tire. So it's a foam liner that goes inside your tire. Right. Which I know a lot of, uh, especially all-mountain or downhill people, are starting to use that stuff because you can run lower pressures and not get pinch flats and stuff and bang your rim all up. We don't have that kind of riding here, so I don't know jack squat about those things.
2: Speaking of tires and flat tires, why don't you uh, give them a little update on your flat tire?
0: Well, it's holding air now. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I I don't know what I hit. I haven't had a flat tire in a long time. It was something coming down past uh, Uncle Wolfie's there, and it was something in the street. Because I heard it go clangety-clang and bounce around under the bike. So it was a pretty good-sized thing, whatever it was, and it? Put a hole in a hoosker do, but uh, fortunately Tony had a patch kit. I had a pump. I had a pump. Sh- Shannon had a dollar bill. <laughs> Just so That's it, right. kind of booted up that little spot on the tire. I'm not sure if it needed it. It didn't really get all the way through most of the the uh, fibers on the carcass of the tire, but it did puncture the tube. Then we put it back on, and then it was leaking still because apparently it pinch flatted. Then after that, because it was nowhere in the tire, so that was kind of a little half an hour thing, Deely. goofing around with changing a tire. You think with a bunch of people who work in shops or worked in shops, that would have taken a lot less time, but nope, not, not this time. Gave me time to have a beer. I don't care. Yeah, it was a good rest. It was down there at the old Schlitz Park area, which was kind of relaxing. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. On the way down to the uh, it really was the
2: whole the whole trip was actually very pleasant weather-wise.
0: Yeah, yeah, it yeah we so we went straight to the show instead of lily padding down there, which was good because we got to see part of a band called Telethon that's really decent, and then SO from Chicago. They were uh, good. sort of a Latin flavored thing. Fusion. Yeah, Ie like, e.
2: twelve people on stage.
0: Yeah, it what one of my questions was: uh, those guys make any money? Because there's right. twelve people up there. I mean. Are they just doing it because they love doing it? or I don't? I suppose they got paid, but that's still a lot of people to spread out a 1000 bucks or whatever they're getting for the show. And then, so after the show, we lily-padded back pretty good, though. Newport, Sabbatic. Remember, we went to Sabbatic, too. Fuck. Sabbatic. You might
2: give those guys oh, a I gotta shout. I got to give them a call. Give those guys a show. I forgot all about Sabbatic. I was drinking.
0: Yeah. And then we went to Monica's, and then you guys, Chewy stayed at, at Tony's house. Saturday night. And so when you guys went back, I just stopped at the art bar, ran into Martin Dietrich sitting up there. I'm like, Hey Martin, haven't seen you for a while, blah, blah, blah. Had a nice little chat with him, and then I went home and it was late. Yeah, it's late. Oh, you yeah. yeah. So one of you uh, here's one of uh, Tony's other contributions to the Full Spectrum Cycling Podcast Goodness document that is a couple hundred thousand words now. Uh, the Royal Dutch Touring Club, the largest cycling association in the Netherlands, has announced they will no longer insure fat-tired e-bikes due to their extremely high chance of theft. It's just wild. It, the quote from somebody at the company says, in Amsterdam, the chance of your fat-tired e-bike being stolen is 90%. Yeah, 90%. And they have paid out 800% over the premiums that they charge for insuring an e-bike. So they just can't afford to do it anymore. Um, apparently, this ramped up really fast, like within a year or something, because all the Dutch bikes aren't getting stolen, the ones where you you know more upright and less fat tire looking. But for some reason, your fat tire e-bike is... I wonder how that works here in the United States, America.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There's stats on that. It's all covered under homeowners as far as I know.
0: Right. Yeah. I've so, Well, knock wood here. I haven't had a bike stolen in a long time.
2: Heavy knock on wood for me too.
0: Right, I, part of it is that I don't park it in stupid spots where it's prone to get stolen, maybe. But nope. And a, another part is because I often ride with other people, so there's multiple eyeballs kind of
2: keeping an peripherally eye keeping
0: an eyeball on stuff. Um, and if I'm, you know, riding to work or something, I got a place to put it. So. Who cares? Uh, okay, so in finally in e bike news today. I just got an email today from Grin, the e-bike. Pretty C A folks, which is one of our suppliers of motors and controllers and batteries and other whatnots. Are you working? Oh, you're working I'm on. We're going to grin right now. You're working on some batteries right now. But we, I, both Tony and I, use a pretty simple throttle system without a pass or even a display, and just use a little boost when you need a little boost. And their new. Throttle, for these simple e-bike systems, actually has a voltage readout on it, so you can kind of keep up with what your battery's doing.
2: That's really cool. Yeah,
0: and it's got a couple of extra uh, leads, one for a, a, uh, an e-brake and one for the light, if you want to put a light on that's powered by your battery system, which makes a lot of sense. And you're running it uh, through, I think the base runner is probably the best controller because they make a standalone one that's about the size of a, Ah, Pack a pack of playing cards, basically. It's really small. Which I have to find one because Wendy decided that she would like to have an e-bike to try and keep up with our son. (laughs) That's kind of funny you should say that
2: because I convinced uh, Molly and Cleon yesterday that I'm going to get that uh, electric expedition. And I said, you know, I'm getting it so I can take Daniel to school on it because Daniel's a chunker. And then Molly said, well, can I take him to school on it, too? And I'm like, it's never even done. It. I me. Mean, I'm like, well, yes, of course. <laughs> it's 20-inch wheeled. Yep. It's adjustable for, you know, and it's got a 50-mile range, 450-pound capacity. That's, That's a grocery getter, man.
0: Yeah, and how, how big is the chunky guy?
2: He's uh, 58.9 pounds when he got on the scale last week. And he's three still.
0: Three. Three. He's a big guy. How did, uh, how did, how did he treat Chewy and Shannon? Oh, God. I they were watching okay, some, some TV show.
2: So Daniel gets up early. He goes downstairs, and one way or another, we try to pacify him, and uh, it turned out to be Minions, which then Chewy woke up because he's like, oh, i got to go watch the Minions. So he's out there watching the Minions with, with Daniel, and I don't know who the hell decided it was time to wake up Daddy, but Daniel went flying up the stairs, jumped over the covers. The next thing I know... Pardon my French, but motherfucking hairy ass Chewy is in bed with me, <laughs> and that guy's gross. I want to hold him down and shave him. Oh God, he is so hairy. He could probably like survive a winter without clothes on. He's so hairy.
0: Where do you think the Chewy term came? I from? I know it's
2: it's obvious. <laughs> we ain't got any hair on his head, so yeah. But yeah, yeah he it was very cute. And then the, the funniest thing was he brought me my chair, my uh, my salon chair.
0: Oh right, yeah.
2: And uh, we got it set up and. Had a cute video with Cleone, who thought it was weird. But the next day, Daniel got in, and we started it up for him, and that poor little kid looked just like Donald Trump when he came out from that
0: thing. Oh, boy. It did he it had this
2: comb over. his hair. He had this comb <laughs> over that looked so bad. We both, Chewie and I, just burst out laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Um, and he had me do it today for his bunny, his pet bunny, his fake bunny,
0: but, you know, stuffed bunny. Right on. It's pretty damn funny. All right. I got a green light here. Let's push this button. Button. Hey, welcome to the radio program, caller. Who do we have on the line?
1: Hey, Seely Dave.
0: Dave. Seely Dave is on the horn. How's it going, brother?
1: Good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: same. Good. Same. Was a decent day today. Yeah,
1: I just, uh, I just wanted to call in and give a quick little update. Um, the night race is up here this weekend, so um, I don't know if families listening are coming up, but conditions are uh, are really good right now the bugs are way down it it doesn't look like it's going to be uh too too hot this weekend i mean it it's going to be 85 but but uh humidity is is down so so i don't think that'll that'll be too bad nice um and then i just got the course i just got the course shoot i got it on redwood gps i just was looking at it I thought I'd, uh, that, that's don't know not why It's not opening. Oh, there we are.
0: That's not something that they uh, keep secret until the day of the event. Is it?
1: No, but you know, with the Nike, in previous years, they've changed it, uh, you know, like the week or two before or whatever. So it's nine miles. And if you want, um, I can text you the text, you the link to the, uh, uh, GPX trucks and ride with GPS.
0: Yeah. 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 Send it wrong. I'd show. be interested in looking at it. So, <laughs> okay. so even, okay. even the single lapper people are going to do nine miles, huh?
2: Or is it at I nine miles? I think
1: mile? so. And that's what it looks like. And, you know, because they're constantly building, you know, all those new trails. I, I haven't ridden it yet. I just got it today. So I'm going to go ride it, um, on like Friday, I think. And, uh, but there' are all the new trails that they built out there, which they used a little of last year yep, yep. um and they used, they used a once trail um last year, and I don't know if they're using any more of the new stuff this year we'll see so i'll but I'll send you though I just wanted to call in because i i know your your kid race is nice like or or has in the past, and yep, so I thought i'd.
0: Yeah, and he I decided this, this year, so we're not coming up because he decided this year that he had other stuff to do and was going to be too busy. And he likes mountain biking, but he, he's not real big on the competition. It's, it's girls, isn't it? I don't know. No, it's sure, probably. Maybe. Girls. Could be girls. Could be Dungeons and Dragons and girls. Those are mutually <laughs> exclusive, by the way. <laughs> no, they're not.
1: Not at all. Not, not necessarily. Not at all. In,
0: in, in their, they, in, in they their club.
1: In my, they were in my history.
0: Yeah, well, mine too. Good. You yeah, know, it's good.
1: funny. I mean, I don't know. Like, you guys remember, like, that that's from Wisconsin. Yep. Remember, like, yep. we used to, Gen Con was downtown. Yep. Now it's like some giant thing in San Diego or something. But remember when Gen Con was downtown? Yeah. Like, I remember going out to, to, was it East Troy? I th- to, th- to buy the books, like, at the guy's house. Yeah, I think you know? it started like, in, like,
0: Williams Bay or something right there by Lake Geneva somewhere.
1: Yeah, by Lake Geneva. That's where it was. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I remember like going to buy the books and shit like in some little storefront of like the guy's house, you know? Well, that's,
0: that's <laughs> awesome. We had, a, but, we had a place in Shorewood that was really into it. I, it uh, a name escapes me right now, but it was right on the corner of Capitol in Maryland. Napoleon's? Yeah, Napoleon's. Like Napoleon's. Yeah, Napoleon's. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. what I was going to say. That's yeah. it. Yep, yep. Yes. Yeah, so. Right,
1: but in the early, early days, like, you know, Ooh, the book number two is coming out. Like I was an early adopter. So
0: is that something um, they still do up in the North woods there?
1: I don't know. I, yeah, I think people up here play, do that. Um, I don't, I don't play anymore, but I have friends that have gone, that were part of my original Dungeons and Dragons crew that have gone on to make one of them. He's made his own um, role-playing games that he sells and, uh, and then he just did this thing where he, like, he hiked the entire, like, Lord of the Rings, the equivalent of, like, every day of the Lord of the Rings. He retired. So, like, obviously, he was, yeah, a, yeah. Math, he was a math genius. All my friends in high school were geniuses. And so like, so, like, I started out as an astrophysics major in college, you know, and, like, because I was, like, you know, one of the top kids in my class and... But not the smartest, but, you know, and I went to college in Madison and with all my friends, my Dungeons and Dragons friends, and uh, and we'd go into like McDonald's and one of my friends would be like, there's 387 combination permutations of, of orders that you could make using Happy Meals and regular, and then they'd argue about, you know, like if any one of them ever got a problem wrong in calculus, it was like depression set in, you know? <laughs> so, so I sort of felt like, you know, I'm smart, but like these guys are what really smart people are, you know? Yeah. One of them went on to be a neurosurgeon. But anyway, the one guy retired, the guy that wrote his own, um, made his own game that he sells. And when he retired, this, you know, brainiac friend of mine calculated the distance traveled every day in throughout the lord of the rings and then he set out every day and and walked or hiked the equivalent miles um of each day of the lord of the rings
0: like and around it oh, on his
1: facebook page ar-
0: around his neighborhood or yeah, did around, he
1: around around where he lived in in you know south south uh, western wisconsin so he lives in some suburb in west of milwaukee somewhere but so he would just go out and just all right today i got to hike 23 miles <laughs> and you know he was wow, and he would just and he did different routes each time, and you know and then just said he was going to whatever city Bilbo Baggins ended up, and it was kind of funny, but yeah, I don't know, we're way off off the bike track right <laughs> well, now. we can, I got one more <laughs>
0: thing that's off topic. Uh, who do you, who do you know needs some decent speakers? I've, uh, I've I've I'm thinning out my stereo system and decided on a set of speakers that I really like and. I've got a bigger version of them that I'm not going to keep. Their uh, Elac debut to the six-inch version. I liked them a lot, but my the huh. five-inch version I actually like a little better with my sub setup. So I'm keeping the five inches and
1: are they two-way? Are they two-way speakers? Two-way, yeah, they're really nice.
0: Uh, uh, they're I don't
1: know the brand. What like what kind of dollars are we? Uh, I think
0: they retail for like four hundred. I'll probably sell these for a couple hundred bucks. Um, but they sound surprisingly to, good. I There's a link in the show notes. Take, I can, a,
1: take a photo of them. Take a photo of them and uh, and text me the the name, and I'll I'll look them up. in
0: did they get super good reviews? I mean, I've got an old pair of uh, AR TSW six ten floor standing speakers that these are sitting on top of, and those those old TSWs I've had them reconed, I've had them redone. I mean, they're they're in decent shape, but I. These modern speakers, I, they just blow me away at how good they sound. Very- yeah,
1: you know that's sort of where where I'm at right now. I I um, still listen to records, and I bought a you know a made in USA U turn turntable, and I still have my same old Denon receiver, but um, and I got uh, you know a made in USA stylus for it, and you know cartridge and stuff, and but I have old. Uh, Point audio speakers, which were nice at the time. I reconed them myself, and uh and they sound pretty good, but but they're they're quite old, and they were not top of the line anyway. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yep. And then I've got some teeny, teeny tiny AR speakers with a sub, um, but they're teeny. They look, like, you know, they're like three inch. Like, you know, yeah, the like desktop kind. for so your computer sound, kind of speakers? Yeah, right. But they're good. They're quality with a sub. So they sound good, but they're not, you know, they're not great. You know, they're good. Yeah. So I've been looking at maybe getting another set to replace the, the point audio ones yeah. that I reconed.
0: Yeah, I'll send you the cause, link cause to them. the the reviews are just top-notch every like if you watch any of this stereo review stuff on YouTube, these, everybody is like, yep, for the money you can't do better. Oh, okay. You know, so
1: that's why, that's why I ended up getting them. Yeah. I I might be interested. (laughs) Right on.
0: Yeah. A couple couple of hundred bucks or whatever. I mean, so here's, here's one of the reasons why I'm starting to want to really sell some stuff. Um, You know, we're, we're, we're shutting the shop down kind of on the retail side at least temporarily. And I've been paying like four hundred bucks a month for four hundred square feet of off-site storage to move stuff into. But in the building yep. that I've been in for however seventeen or twenty or however many years I've been in this place, uh, a, a group named Present Music, which uh, does concerts and yep, stuff I'm around, familiar, me, right? So they're yep. moving out of their oh, yeah. old space, which actually was our old space. If I don't know if Tony remembers, I that. do, I do. Yeah. So uh, I asked uh, the the guy that owns the building i go those guys moving out he's like yep i go when he goes thursday i go oh that's pretty quick to make Ooh. the choice but it's 700 square feet for almost what i'm paying for the 400 in the you know easy you store it kind of to a store joint it. yeah so yeah. and to 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 add to the equation is where i set up all of my expensive computers and roadcaster and everything in the current space there's leaks over here with water. I'm like,
1: I've I'm gonna, heard that I'm on a Yeah,
0: podcast, I'm going to yeah. now move it because I know that room is dry because I was in there for several years. And that was oh. actually the original home of uh, Full Spectrum, not Full Spectrum. What was that thing we called it? Uh, Weekly Dose of Fat. Yeah. yeah, so that was the original studio that Weekly Dose of Fat was recorded in okay. early on. Are so you looking for some cash to
1: get the news, I just
0: want to make sure that yeah, I well, don't Ruby. run out of money, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but right. yeah. Well, yeah, I know. And we were talking earlier about me putting a roll off on my bike. So <laughs> that's obviously, yeah. Yeah. I've got to save some pennies too. But, um, right, right. so, uh, uh, but yeah, but no, the speakers, if they're a good deal, you know, I might, yeah, and you just want to get rid of them. Yeah. I, so send me that info.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They take up space and they, you know, somebody should be using them. I don't just want to stick them back in. I have the original box and everything. So I don't want to just put them on the shelf and not use them. Right. So so you mentioned the roll off so you've got this uh this uh, spicy curry uh yuba that you've been working on It's
1: it's a sweet curry. I've got a sweet, a sweet, curry. sweet curry which was the, the non-e. non-E yeah.
0: Oh okay okay
1: this... that I added the bafang bb bbshd Gotcha. To, okay. Which works great and I I've got a a like an 11.5 amp hour shark battery and I've got uh one is it one kilowatt hour um, battery? PD custom battery nice. that he built for me.
0: Is that what's in that? Is um, that what's in the box that's behind the seat? Yeah, that's
1: what's in that orange pelican case thing. Okay, that, that's what
0: I thought thing. was. I thought maybe yeah, it was your camera a, gear or something hiding back there, staying dry and no, whatnot. It, <laughs>
1: it's a padded. It's a padded uh, case, waterproof case that he puts his the battery packs that he built. So he built me this one. It's you know a fifty point four volt um battery pack i think it's a 1000 watt hours wow that's so yep. a sweet battery um and it's got a bms in it and stuff like that he he does a pretty good job with that stuff yes, so, send um, us the
0: link to that too because i've got this this battery holding case that uh that Chad Wilson made for our long tail uh bike that the, it's intended to hold batteries and i was originally going to use these like 100 watt hour uh batteries that tony's putzing with over there from grin but they stop uh, they stopped making them because they can't get the chip anymore that they used in it but i yeah. would i would it would be way better to fill that thing up custom with as many batteries as we can jam into the thing because it goes yeah, right well, it goes right actually, behind the seat
1: well, there's, there's right so there's no link to any of this pete and tony just does this. Stuff oh oh himself. it's oh that's who um, did it.
0: Okay. Well that I know Peter. So, yeah. But he's
1: been building these for quite a long time now. Okay. So um so he's pretty. he's really got it dialed now. So oh. you should just talk to Pete. show him that case yeah. and ask him to build you build you a a pack that fits in that case. Right. Is he gonna and be he a just goes <laughs> on to like Alibaba or whatever and buys the you know, the the Panasonic or whichever mm. cells you want. Or, or he talks um, to me
2: and he gets himself 140 Sam, as I just gave
1: him. Yeah. It's Tony had a ton oh, of batteries. Did he do that too. Um, I think he's also bought like Tesla packs and stuff like that and taken them apart and stuff. He knows what he's doing now. You yeah. Know, that's he's good. Pretty good at it. That's good. And he's got a BMS in it so you can just plug it in and forget it. You know, you don't have to like be freaking out about it when you charge it and stuff like that. It, it works really well, but so you should check in with Pete yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
0: Good job, yeah. yeah. That's something to know because they. Yeah, I, but once, I'm once we...
1: really happy with that. That ren fork and uh, that bike is great now, on on the gravel, and you know our gravel is not like, you know, glacial Drumlin Trail or crushed limestone. It's deep, soft, rocky, you know, sand and everything in between. So, so having that Larry on the front and I can actually pull one of my you know um, mulefoot wheels off of off of my regular my milwaukee um buckshot fat bike if i want and have a five inch tire on it too if i want
0: you know for the
1: front sweet but the roll off with the wider chain line i think would allow me to run a three plus tire three inch plus tire in the back yeah
0: i'm pretty sure we talked about this this morning i'm pretty sure it will um I do, I have it's just, one.
1: It's, it's just, just a small matter of spending $2,000 on a roll-off.
0: Well, pump. yeah, but what if you <laughs> only had to spend, like, half that, you know? Would that be better? Because I do have a whole, I, I was going to build up a Smitty with a roll-off, and I have the wheel set already done, so it's a 29. It's actually our our uh, our old Northpaw rim um, in a 29er setup, but the hub, I mean, you could just unbuild the wheels and use the hub and probably save, Half oh, that money. So, so you've
1: got a roll-off. Huh? Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's something we should yeah, talk well, about, off, talk off, about off off air because I can make you a deal on, yeah. again because it's been sitting now for a couple of years. Probably has a thousand miles on it. I don't know. It was. It was. I'll doesn't oh, it doesn't yeah, even it have, have that. Had. Yeah. Let's it doesn't have very that. many miles because I repurposed that bike.
1: Maybe even have you build build rebuild it up as a twenty inch wheel for me. Or yeah, and guys. I
0: got to look into that because they there there's different ways to do the spokes on a smaller wheel like that with as big as that hub is. But I know like you can a do a
1: lot of yeah, a lot of is it a 32 or 36? It is a. I'm pretty sure it's a. a it's a 32. Like, yeah, 32. Okay, because a lot of DMX rooms for whatever reason are 36s.
0: Yeah, because people are abusing the shit out of their bikes. I would imagine. <laughs>
1: I don't know that. I I honestly
0: never thought that a 36 hole rim was really that much stronger than a 32 hole. If the wheels are built equally well, I don't know.
1: The 20 inch wheel on my Sweet Curry is a 48 spoke. Wow. Wow. I can barely fit a pump head on the chair (laughs) valve to inflate it because the spokes are so close together.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they well, like the the roll off isn't a small diameter thing. Maybe they have a right angle valve stem you can get that will just kind of poke out the side.
1: Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. um, yeah, dude, let's talk about that. That's good to know. Okay, I'm glad I called.
0: All right, yeah. You Get
1: speakers in a roll off hub.
0: Yeah, if, well, <laughs> thanks very much. Uh, we'll uh, we can, uh, we're gonna kind of wrap the show up, and uh, thanks for calling. Okay, all right, all right,
1: guys. Bye. I'll, I'll check check in with you offline, Greg. Yep. Okay, Dave. Thanks.
0: Bye. See Bye. you
1: guys.
0: Bye. All right, everybody. Dave Slabowski on our program here at the uh, Full Spectrum Cycling. Uh, just a couple of more quick things to mention. We're kind of uh, bumping up against doing a long show again, which is fine. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right with that. This coming weekend, tomorrow, no, Sunday and Monday. No, it is tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the last Goonies ride, which if you're anywhere near Milwaukee, I would recommend coming up and doing the last Goonies ride. Uh, in honor of, uh, what was his Mike is Mike his first name Matuzak? What's this?
2: I'm really bad with whatever. Names. He's, yeah,
0: he's Sloth from uh, of the Goonies, and he's buried in a cemetery here in Milwaukee. So there's a ride to honor him and, and eat a baby Ruth and uh, and and also hop a few bars around the south side of Milwaukee over there. Is that a Billy ride? It is a Matt ride from Boone and Crockett. I think he's... I don't know if he's still the Malort ambassador for Wisconsin, but uh, he's been doing it for a bunch of years, and I, th- I think it just... This might be the 11th year or something. It's been going on for a while, but this is the last one, so everything must uh, everything must go away in time, and then Tour de to Towner is Sunday oh, fuck. at 10 a.m., which... If it's going to be 95, I'm glad it's earlier in the day right? Than later in the day. So those are some things going on this coming weekend in Milwaukee. Uh, next week, hey, next week, guess what? Guess who returns to the program as, as long as he calls in next week? Big Sexy. Sexy. Out on the road again. We haven't talked to him for quite some time, actually. We took a little hiatus, and then uh, we just haven't caught up with him. But I, I, he. Contacted me today. I'm like, yeah, let's let's get you on next week, man. So maybe a big sexy report next week, folks. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And we will bid you farewell.
2: Bye.